Hey everybody, this is episode 65 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony, sitting right next to me as always is my pal DeQuincy. What, no goofy open tonight? It's not every night, man. Oh, it's just for special weird occasions? Yes, it's when the mood strikes me. Alright. Continue, tell the people what the podcast is about. Today is our final uh, part looking at the divisions for the 2015 uh, upcoming baseball season. Uh, so we're this is our last show looking at at, e, at the final division, which is the American League West. We've I think we've saved the best for last, at least in my opinion, we have, mm-hmm. uh, especially with our hometown Astros uh, in this group. And I know to our you know Houston listeners, the the anticipation has been building ever since. All six of them. Um, the AL West, the only division where we do not go in alphabetical order, because we saved the Astros for last. Yeah. Um, so let's just jump into it. Um, starting with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, uh, <laughs> the most uh, insane name of all time. Last year finished uh, ninety-eight and sixty-four. Won the division. Um, didn't they go out in the first round? They did. Yeah, that was to the the Royals, I believe. No, I'm not surprised there. The Royals. Pancaked everybody except for the San Francisco Giants. Yeah. All right, so let's go over their additions. Like always, you hear anything you want to talk about, just stop me and let me know. So, okay, one of uh, traded for Nick Torpino and Carlos Perez from the Houston uh, Astros. I uh, think Torpino is going to win a spot in their uh, rotation. Uh, traded for Josh Rutledge at second base for with Colorado. Traded for Andrew Heaney, starting pitcher with the L.A. Dodgers, which was <laughs> a great trade because he was traded from Miami to the Dodgers and was with the Dodgers for like a grand total of five hours before <laughs> he was traded to uh, the Angels. Mm-hmm. Moving on, trade for outfitter Matt Joyce, got him from Tampa Bay. Uh, Picked up another second baseman in a trade with Kansas City, Johnny Giovatella. He gave uh, relief pitcher Jason Grilly a two-year, $8 million contract. And a couple one-year arbitration cases, Hector Santiago, Fernando Salas, David Fries, Garrett Richards, Matt Joyce, Cole Colhoun, uh, Tyler Skaggs, Matt Shoemaker, and CJ Chrome. Uh... I don't know what to think of this team. Year in and year out, I, I just don't know what to think. Why is that? Because you're guaranteed a great season from Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. Um, you're pretty much guaranteed a decline from Pujols and Hamilton, who are under ridiculously large contracts, years and money. Um, you have... An aging starting rotation that no longer has a true number one ace. I think a few years ago you could have said Jared Weaver. Well, last year they said it was uh, Garrett Richards. Yeah, but he got hurt. Yeah, well, he'll still be coming back. Still projected to pitch like 180 innings. He might miss the first month, but he'll be back. Yeah, but still, I mean, that's not, you know, that it's only one season. That he he finally you know that was his breakout year. Last year was his breakout year until he uh, until he went down. So you don't really 
know for sure that he's going to be a, you know a, a legitimate number one guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just seem to put guys around that somehow work and are just slightly better than everybody else in that division, and they usually find a way to win the division or get in the playoffs. Um, but the, and the, but this year they, I don't know if they got better. But I don't think they got worse. So they just traded water. Pretty much. I mean, I like the additions of Haney. Uh, to- was it Torpino, you said? Sure. Torpiano. Uh, you know, young pitchers. I think anytime you can get a, you know, anytime you get a young pitcher, it's, it's an upgrade, I think. Because you're giving somebody a chance that, you know, could very well pan out to be uh, something special. You just, you know, you got you have to take the risk in order to get the reward. Um, and, you know, they're, they're taking a risk with these guys. Well, we'll talk about the rotation. It is a hodgepodge. They got two older guys in Jared Weaver and C.J. Wilson. Yeah. And then sprinkled around Matt Shoemaker, Garrett Richardson. And right now their fifth starter is like a toss between Hector Santiago, Andrew Heaney, and Nick, Nick Trupino. So you're hoping you can... Um, you know, get a lottery ticket with one of those guys in the fifth spot. Yep. And basically, Jerry Weaver and C.J. Wilson, you need those guys to be um, not superstars, quote-unquote, or number ones, but to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Last thing you want is to throw them out there and, you know, you've gone into all-star break, they have like a 5.73 ERA, and it's just a dumpster fire every time they start. Right, but... You know, you can There's there's some teams that uh, they wind up filling that final spot with a with a Jerome Williams type, and you know it's like what's the point of that? You know, you you uh, you know you just have to. I think if you really want to be successful, if you want to find out what these guys are made of, you got to take the chance, and mm-hmm. it looks like they're doing that, uh, which any time I think is is cool. I mean, I've. Uh, in favor of that, you know, every time. Agreed. I'd much rather give that fifth spot to a guy, a young guy in a rotation, and see if he can figure it out for you than, you know, just an aging 35, 36-year-old veteran that, yeah. you, that has no upside. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, anything else as far as additions? No, that's about okay. it. I mean, they... All right, let's go to the losses. They really didn't lose that much, except for um, one of their bigger pieces. Excuse me, I'm looking at it. Um, Howie Kendrick was traded to the Dodgers in the Andrew Heaney trade. Uh, trade away Hank, Hank Conger to Houston. Kevin Jimson won the relief pitcher sign with Tampa Bay. Gordon Beckham, he was a utility player last year, signed with Chicago White Sox. And we just spoke of him, Roberto Hernandez. What's his name? So Carmona, yeah, uh, side with the Houston Astros. I think the loss of Howie Kendrick is really going to hurt them. Um, He's a guy who can hit for average and get on base, right? Yeah, I mean, I know I talked about him uh, when we went through the Dodgers, talking about how uh, he's been that guy I kept hearing. Scouts have been raving about his bat speed, saying one day he'll win a bad title and, you know, it hasn't come to fruition yet, but still, he's one of the more consistent batting um, players around. For his career, he's a two ninety two hitter. 
That's impressive. Yeah. And he's probably just in the middle of his prime. He is 30, 31. So maybe reaching the tail end, but Two still. Two or three more years. I mean, 31 is not a bad time to be you know, a baseball player. Um, especially if you're already a pretty good baseball player. Agreed. Um, let me look. Right now they have Johnny Giovatella and Josh Rutlett as their second baseman. Um, I don't think either one of those guys is going to get the batting average no, that I mean, Kendrick's going to get. Look at Rutledge. I mean, he was a guy, he came from Colorado. He spent some time in Colorado. And, you know, if you're not able to... If you can't hit in Colorado, yeah. you can't hit anywhere. Pretty much. Look, Rutledge's only 25. Let's see. Last year, 269 with four home runs. I was thinking that maybe they were trying to get a little more pop at second base, but both of the guys they got, same thing with Gio Vitello last year, hit 216. Yeah. One home run, so. <sighs> Kendrick still has more pop than those guys. Yeah, agreed. I mean, he'll get maybe 10 home runs at most. That's going to be a sore spot for them, second base. Yeah. I don't see any guys they have in the minors that will come up and, you know, be starting within, within a year there. Um,. Keep I mean, think about it. Had they not gone after, had they not got Grinky a few years, or yeah, a few years ago, mm-hmm. uh, we probably wouldn't have this problem. That you know, they'd have Gene, Gene Segura mm-hmm. playing short, maybe second if they needed to, um, and that middle infield would be pretty, pretty set for a good while. Um, but you know, that, that's you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, yeah. of course. Uh, but always, always interesting to look at those what ifs. Yes, it's also like if they had the trade and they kept Gene Segura, how happy would they have been? Considering what Segura went through last year, yeah, and he fell apart last year, so no telling what would happen. Uh, but his, his, oh, his, that's you know that's understandable. Why? Yes, he lost his son during the middle of the season. Yeah. Um, You'd have to be a robot not to have some kind of reaction to that. Let's continue. So we did additions, losses. Um, any burning questions for this team? Uh, have they made a ruling on Josh Hamilton? Not yet. One may come out by the time I put this podcast out. Alright, so here, here's my question. He's still dealing with off-season shoulder surgery. He's been hitting off a tee but hasn't progressed to any other um, baseball activities as of March 31st. Um, <laughs> what like is this guy still doing in baseball, really? He's a home run hitter. He, he's gotten to that, um, that stage in his career where he's no longer, he's only going to hit over, I would say, 280. His fielding has definitely slipped. He's like a step above DH. Yeah, and and look, granted, he he was clean for what a good five, six, seven years, which mm-hmm. is impressive. You know that nothing to take away from that. But I mean, with the history that this guy has had prior to that, and now you know relapsing the way he did, uh, when are when I guess this is more sports in general, not just baseball, not just the Angels, but when when are sports, when are leagues, you know, going to say enough is enough? Never, never. 
as long as you still if you have talent you'll always find your way back into the into the sport we just had this uh in football the Dallas Cowboys signed Greg Hardy and he just came off a domestic violence um case about two weeks ago it's like as long as you have talent Greg Hardy as long as he gets 14 sacks how many Dallas Cowboy fans are going to care what happened a year ago well, no, I, I don't. I'm not talking about the fans because the fans will always overlook it. Look, uh, the same because our, our our look, our fans would do the same if the Astros, the Rockets, or the Texans signed someone. No, th- there's no there's no question. But I'm talking about you know, and, and you know, but you are I guess you already answered that. I'm talking and, about the people that are in charge that you know that have a you know, what kind of credibility, what kind of, you know, integrity do they really truly want to maintain? And it's clearly not a lot. Here's what I would say. If you're a GM and you know signing, staying in football, signing Greg Hardy, if he gets 14 sacks, that can be a difference between your team going 8-8 eight and eight and being out of the playoffs and going 10-6 and six and being, you know, win the division and you get to keep your job another year, you won't really care about the, that, the domestic violence. Yeah, I guess so. You were in the because I've I've said the same before. Coaches are hired to be fired, and the same thing with general managers. Yeah, you're only there for a short amount of time before you either get fired or you retire and have to move on to something else. You need to do everything you can to keep your job because just like these players, you need the money for yourself, your family, send your kids to a good school so they can get go to a good college. You're not worried about what he did in the past. You're worried about your future, then and the team's future. Then it's then that comes down to the owners because the owners are the ones that make the final say. And it's you know clearly they're and again to like like I said the integrity. If they go to the playoffs, say the Cowboys go to the playoffs, you know what that means for Jerry Jones? Yeah. More money in his pocket. So they'll sit here and him and haw about domestic violence, drunk driving, all this stuff. But you know what? As long as you got talent to keep the butts in the seats and get that team to the playoffs, nothing's going to change. It's pretty sickening in my opinion. They're, Leon Little of the what, St. Louis Rams ran over and killed a guy while drunk. Yeah. And still was allowed to play like two, uh, two years later. How disgusting is that? Michael Vick came back. Although I give Michael Vick a pass because he went to jail and came back rehabilitated. He did his time. I'll give him that for sure. Uh, what's it? Dante Stallworth ran over a homeless guy. Do you remember this? Like two or three years ago. Yeah. I remember he like ripped on, um, what's the guy's name? The ESPN Schefter. Schefter like tweeted out about this happening like a year out there. And he like ripped on him for, Hi, how, how dare you bring up old stuff? And it's like, you killed a guy. Yeah. And he's still out there allowed to play. And that's what's sickening is that these guys, because of their abilities and because of whatever, you know, they're able to... It's not like being a... It's not like being a waiter or, you know, um, an accountant or whatever, you know. Being an athlete to get paid as much as you do, I think is a privilege, and More so not, than any any other occupation in in any work setting. Let's not act like this only happens in sports. If you have a talent, you will get uh, what's what I'm looking for. More uh, not praise, but uh, more leeway if you do something bad. 
Yeah, I mean that's just the way the world works, and it's kind of sickening. If you're a if you're great in accounting and you can bring co- a company money, you'll get more leeway if you do something compared to the guy who doesn't bring in anything. And that's just the way things work. The better you are after your job and the more talented you are and the more money that you bring into the people above you, the more leeway you'll get. Yeah. But that's why I don't I don't have any sympathy for for Hamilton. I don't have you know that's why I never cared about this guy because he's got plenty of money in the bank and he, he can do whatever he wants and it's, he's not going to suffer any consequences for it. Um, any of these guys, really. You know, we just talked about uh, Melky Cabrera. You know, did got caught taking steroids and got paid. You know, it's... I try not to think about it because I do like sports, but it's harder. It, it gets harder and harder every day to, to be a sports fan when... When you got so many players that are involved in something, it's it's crazy. Um, go to your job tomorrow and count the guys who bring in the most money and see how much they can get away with compared to other people. Well, I guarantee it's the yeah. same thing in every business. It's not just sports. It's more pronounced in sports because it's on you know the media twenty four seven when some guy like Greg Hardy or Michael Vick or a situation like that. But it happens in every uh, every business. Yeah. No, I work with surgeons, and those guys can, you know, I'm not saying that they, I don't know any, I don't know them personally, but they can pretty much do what they want. <laughs> A doctor can pretty much get away with whatever exactly. they want. It happens in every business, so it's just more profound in sports because of the news cycle that's in. And is and the pedestal we put these guys on. Yep. You know, we, we praised Josh Allenton because he wrote a best-selling book or whatever about his redemption or whatever. Really? Crap. Didn't he write a book about it? You're asking the wrong person. I didn't even know he had a book. I thought period. he had a book or something about it. Um, mm-hmm. You know. I knew that it was dumb to sign him to that deal. Oh, I yeah. Was no doubt about that. Dollars. I thought it was dumb in the first place because he is a drug addict. Yes. And 33 for a drug addict is not 33. His body is like closer to 40 because of all the things he's done to it. Yeah, and like I was one of the guys that was so happy when he came back. And he was clean with the Reds and the Rangers, and he was didn't he win MVP the one year? Yeah, and like to see this, it it sucks, but I mean that's life. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember what we were originally talking about. We just kind of uh, went to it. Kind of my burning question. I mean, that's as burning and as heated as it's going to get for me because I I don't respect him. I don't respect. Any of these guys, really. I don't respect any athlete. Um, just because, you know, they're not perfect and we shouldn't treat them as such. But we do put them on a pedestal higher than anybody else. There's a difference between respecting and revering. Like, I respect athletes for what they can do because they can do things that I could never dream of. But I don't revere them. They put on their pants the same way I do. Like, if I run sure about that, positive. don't they? Doesn't. doesn't doesn't Swaggy P hire like people? Oh, wait. No, that's people that guard his shoes. Never mind. Yeah. Not to put his pants on. Okay. I get like, what you're I'm, Like, I respect, like, um, Craig Biggio for everything he's done in his career and being so profound. But if I run into him, say, like, if I'm at work and I run into him at Home Depot, I'm not going to go, oh, my God, Craig Biggio. It's like, <laughs> I'm more like, hey, how are you doing? Because he's just a guy like I am. It's going to be, oh, my God, Craig Biggio. Did yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tell you the time I carded Craig Biggio? Wow. <laughs> I was not paying attention. I was like in the outside garden. I was working as a cashier, and he comes up and he buys a um, 
trash can and you know if he uses your credit card you got to check their id so he hands me his credit card asked by his id because he said oh you don't recognize me because he's wearing a hat and i didn't pay attention they looked up like oh crap <laughs> at least he was cool about yeah, it yeah so he's real cool so i respect him but it's like i'm not gonna if mike trout walked into this room right now i wouldn't be bowing going all hell mike uh, no i call bull crap on that <laughs> I'd be getting an autograph. He's the only athlete I I know that we know that you sing his name. You literally sing his name. Mike Trout, Mike Trout, Mike Trout, Mike Trout, Mike Trout, Mike Trout. So to that's, say, a, that's to, a joke, okay? No, 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 no. I, I, I think it's real. I think it's the real deal. To say you wouldn't get giddy like a schoolgirl... I have my I have my reservations about that. Well, if Mike Trout is listening to this, <laughs> hit a hit a brother up. All right. Yeah. All right. So moving on. Any more questions you have, man? No, it's more you know more just like I don't I just never know what to make of this team because they they always find a but I was gonna say they always find a way to win that division or stay in contention, but that's because this division has always been. Uh, Hasn't always been as hasn't always been very strong, you know. The Rangers have been pretty good, you know, up until last season for a few years. But then, you know, before that, they were terrible. They were bottom dwellers. You know, the A's have always been consistent, and the Mariners have been pretty bad for a long time now as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I, I think uh, the Angels' reign as you know top contenders in this division is coming to a close I mean it seems like this division has gotten better overall I agree um let's just move into our categories who you have with their bounce back uh candidate um bounce back I guess I'll go I guess I'll go David Freeze David Freeze I think he's got one more run in him you know, two years ago he looked really good as you know MVP for the was the Cardinals in the World Series. Yes, sir. I got traded to the Angels. Um, his production dropped off, and it hasn't picked up since. But you know, I think I think he's still young enough to get one more good season in. Um, Thirty-one years old, so yeah, he's still yeah. I agree. I didn't realize he was so, was that good with the Cardinals back then. Yeah. To hit 290 with about an average of about 15 home runs in 2011 and 12, that's a nice pick. And you know, as good a hitter as he, you know, as decent a hitter he as he is, he should have a good year in that lineup. And, you know, especially with Mike Trout. And you know, re- you know, regardless of the the absurdity of his contract and his age, all that kind of stuff, Pujols is still a presence in any lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no denying that. And, you know, I think that'll only help guys like Freeze and C.J. Crone this year. Yeah. Okay, since you pick a hitter, I'll pick a pitcher, and I will go with C.J. Wilson. Last year, 13-10 with a 4.51 ERA. He was 34 years old, so this is definitely the end of his. He's getting. He's on the back nine, basically, yeah. it's the end of yeah. his career. But I think he can get. he can get one more year where he can fool batters and get that ERA below four. And I think he can do it this year. As long as he stays healthy. Just stay healthy, CJ. That's all we ask. That's it. Uh, regression candidate. 
Mike, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. There's no way. Um, Mike Trout actually regressed compared to his first two years and finally won the MVP. Yeah, but it's, you know, can you really call it a, a true regression? I mean, he just hit a few less home runs, but. Yeah. Uh, 287, 36 home runs, 11, 111 RBIs, 16 steals from Mike Trout last year. Yeah, big time regression. And he regressed from his last two years. Um <laughs> I think regression candidate is you're probably looking at um, man. I just praised this guy earlier, but I think it's going to be Jared Weaver. Ooh, Jared Weaver. Yeah, I mean he's he's getting older. He he went eight, he had he won eighteen, 18 games. Like, wow. If you were to ask me how many games I thought he won, I had gone no higher than fifteen. Yeah, I was looking. Made fourteen. I was looking him up this morning, and he uh, yeah, went like eighteen and nine, I think, and he kept the ERA under under four, three point five nine. Yeah. Wow. Um. And his and but the thing is, like his velocity and his fastballs dropped off tremendously. Yeah, his velocity right now is like ninety one. Yeah. On his fastball, and you know he's just getting a little bit slower every year. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see if I can find a hitter to regress. Man, I will say I'm looking through the same. How about Albert Pujols? Sure. Last year, 272, 28 home runs, 105 RBIs. He bounced he, back. He bounced back. Now he's he's, he's going back. Now, he might turn to the next Alex Rios where he, has, he alternates good years and bad years. But... Um, he stayed relatively healthy last year. Played 159 games. Wow. Um, uh, if I had to predict right now, I say maybe the plantar fasciitis crops up again. He plays like 120 games, mm-hmm. and the bad the bad average is still there, but the home runs dropped down to like 18. Wow. Breakout candidate. Breakout candidate, um, CJ Crone. He's a good young hitter who has shown power, potential, in limited time. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, again, being in that lineup with Trout and Pujols and Freeze, um, he's gonna he's gonna unleash this year. Uh, that's a good choice. Looks like he said enough to be the DH this year. And all he has to worry about is hitting them. And then probably uh, play first base whenever the, uh, you know they give Pujols a break. Oh yeah, I was gonna pick Cole Calhoun because he was gonna be the definite starter right field with Josh Hamilton out. But he kind of broke out last year. Mm-hmm. His seventeen home runs with a two seventy two um, average, three twenty five on base. So wow, that was. Impressive. Anytime you're on base is 80 points higher than your bad average, you're doing well. So I'll go to the other side. I'll pick a pitcher. And I will go with... Uh, I'm going to go with Heaney. Nice. I like it. Uh, he's a highly regarded prospect when he was in the, the Marlins organization. I believe he's going to start the year in AAA. Yep. Yeah, looks like the Angels are going to start the season with a four-man rotation. I mean, Haney will start the season in the minors. But I really think he'll, when he comes up, it's going to be like Carlos Rodon. When we talk about when he comes up, he's up to stay. Yeah. yeah. 
I think he has. He definitely has the pitching, the repertoire to stay up and be. Uh, and he has nothing left to prove in the minors. Yeah, he dominated too. last year mm-hmm. um, before he came up to the, to the, yeah, to the Marlins. Yeah. Uh, let's see, breakout towel toss player. Oh, come on. My child. child, my child, my child, my child. Y'all mean, I mean my child. Yeah. <laughs> There's just no doubt about it. Yeah. He's the best player in baseball. Eh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That made me hurt you <laughs> with all these people listening. Yes, he's the best player in baseball right now. He goes down. This team yeah, will be struggling for eight. If we get to 500. He uh, goes down, even the 27 Yankees would be out of it. What? <laughs> <laughs> that was the weirdest voice ever. Um, over and under for the Los Angeles Angels this year, 88 and a half wins. Oh, boy. Um... I'm going to say just under. Because hmm. I don't know how how reliable Richards will be this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know how reliable Shoemaker will be again this year. Mm-hmm. And, well, really, just goes to that, that whole rotation. Agreed. I mean, it's going to be good enough to, to be over 500 for sure. Uh, how much over 500? It's kind of hard to say. I agree. They won 98 games last year, and now Vegas is predicting them to have a 10 game, at least a 10 game regression. I'm really thinking about this because I I don't know if we said this on on mic or not, but I told you I expect the entire division to be within like 15 games of each other. Yeah, no, it's very very so, possible, man. Because they don't have the Astros to beat up on. They probably have another team that everybody will beat up on that we'll talk about later. Um, I'm going... Man, I think I'm going under, but like at 80... They actually might win 88 games. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I'm going under, but it's barely under. What's your bold prediction for this team? Bold prediction... Um, CJ Crone hits... 25 home runs. CJ Crow. How many did he hit last year? 13, 14, 15? I think 15 last year. I'm about to take your word for it because I cannot find it out here. You have defeated me once again, the internet. Last year he hit 11 home runs. 11, okay. Okay. And how many games? Ooh, I didn't even look. Let me go back. 79 games. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's doable. That's doable. Um, my bold prediction is Garrett Richards will miss the first month of the season and still still end up with the most wins on this team. Nice. Got to be a little bit bold. Bold predictions be uh, would it be? I predict. Mike Trout will only only finish third in the MVP Valley. <laughs> He's already done that, <laughs> so not that bold. All right, moving on to a team that we literally might spend the next thirty minutes on. That Oakland Athletics uh, made the playoffs last year with the eighty-eight and seventy-four record. They yeah. won the first wild card, correct? Yes. They got bounced by the Royals in one of the most entertaining games of the entire playoffs. Absolutely. Um, let's can we talk about that? The one game playoff is like Bug Sealit's last great idea. 
it's the best thing. I guess. I mean, yeah, it's exciting, but you're putting a lot of you're putting a lot into one final game. I mean, if you look at that game, look how many players were used in that game. Here's my um, counter that. If you have a problem with it, win your division. Mm-hmm. Oh. If you don't want to be in the one-game playoff, win enough so you don't have to be in the one-game playoff. Well, that doesn't make any sense because not everybody's going to be able to win the division. There's going to have to. It's, it's just, that's just how it's going to be. Somebody's going to have to be in that spot. Whether you like it or not. Yeah, but if you don't want to be in the spot, upgrade enough to where you're going to win 98 games. Okay, well, so say everybody wins 95 games. No, everybody does not win 95 games, so therefore that's out the window. Try again. Say everybody wins 90 games. This is, this is a division where all four teams could be in contention for five. five. There are five. Five. Four out of the five teams, Texas is done. Um, four out of those five teams could contend for the division and those two wild card spots. I I really think it's possible. Uh, probable remains to be seen, but possible. Yeah, I think it's possible that they could. So if you look at that, we've seen divisions where teams all win eighty six games. You know, you got three teams that win about 86 games. How much more can each of those teams do to, to ensure they're not in that spot? Upgrade, try to make trades, something. If you don't want to be in that one-game playoff, then you need to get better players. Trade, sign, something. Okay. Because, you, because they made this one-game playoff so that the wild card, for the last couple of years before the one-game playoff, the wild card was like, Almost an automatic bid to go to the World Series. Team would get hot and just run on. So it makes winning the division more important. So it, you don't want to be stuck in that one game playoff and have a chance to get knocked out because your ace gave up four runs in one inning. Then you need to win the division. All right, easier said than done, I guess. Um, so I mean, yeah, we've got this this one game playoff. You said what? Sealing's like his last trade. His last hurrah. Yeah. Well, he's got to do something, I guess. I mean, it makes it for sure. I mean, there's no doubt that the games are exciting, uh, but it, it just seems like yeah, it takes it. It, it can take a toll. Um, though I won't. Uh, though I will give you this. I don't think Kansas City didn't win the play. Didn't win the World Series because they. We're just burnt out because of that last game. I, I, I will give you that. All right. Let's move with the Oakland Athletics. Like I said, 88 and 74 last year. Audition signed Billy Butler to a three-year, $30 million deal. Uh-huh. Traded for Ike Davis with Pittsburgh. Uh, traded for Brett Lowry, uh, Sean Nolan, and Kendall Graveman. Last two being pitchers. Trade with Toronto. Trade with Cleveland for Joe Wendell. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Traded with Chicago and received Charlotte Whitehawks trade Marcus Simeon, uh, Chris Bassett, and Josh Fagley. Again, last two pitchers. What else did they do? Uh, Traded with Tampa Bay to get super utility player Ben Zobris. 
uh, traded for the, as he is known in Washington, the human brain delay Tyler Clipper. Apparently, he goes out there and he takes 30 minutes to finish his eighth inning. So, I'm not sure <laughs> how that's going to play in Oakland. Uh, a couple of one-year deals, arbitrations. Um, Jesse Chavez, Eric Sogard, uh, Fernando Abad, Josh Reddick. They brought back Barry Zito. The one-year, $1.1 million deal. Good money, you can get it. AJ Griffin, Sonny Gray, and Nate Freeman. Format, two former Astros, Abad and Freeman. Um, anyone you want to talk about? Uh, no one in particular. I mean, I just think that this... These these moves aren't that bad. I mean, sure, they, they lost a lot. Mm-hmm. Don't get me oh, wrong. Oh, we're about to go into that. But it's not like they're replacing all those players they lost with just, like, minor league talent. I mean, these guys are... are have been on big league, big league rosters. Billy Butler, you know, um, has the ability to hit for average and power. Um, Zobrist has a couple. I think he's got a couple of good years left in him. How old is Zobrist? Do you I think know? He's, I think he's in his thirties. He is in his thirties. I know that much. Thirty-two. I'll say thirty-two. I think he's thirty-five. I think he's older. Wow. Than think already. He is. I think. Let me look it up. That's that's scary. Because if I remember correctly, he got started late. I may be confusing him with someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll never know because the internet has failed me. But continue. I'll bring it up whenever we actually find it. Yeah. No, I, you know, this... I would say they... They're not in great position with the with the. Zobris is thirty three. Thirty three. They're not in great position to win the top, win the division, um, but they're not. I, well, I think overall they're not drastically worse than I think people are. Than I think people are writing them off to be. Uh, let's talk about the, what they lost. Trade away Josh Donaldson to Toronto, and a trade that really came out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, I just popped on ESPN and just saw Donaldson was traded. It's like, what? Why? <laughs> um, Brandon Moss a trade to Cleveland for Joe Wendell, Jason Hamels, who was their number two star last year. Uh, yeah. Well, after in the second half, just because of the trade. Yeah, he signed the uh, with the Chicago Cubs. Jeff Samarja and Michael Yona traded to the White Sox for Simeon and those other guys I mentioned. One of the big losses, John Lester signing with the Cubs. They lost both Jed, Jed Lowry and Lou Gregerson to Houston when they signed free agent deals. John Jaso traded to Tampa Bay for Zobras. Yunel Escobar traded to Washington for Tyler Clippert. And Johnny Gold signed a one-year deal with Atlanta in the offseason. I feel like they lost a lot more than they and they got back. Absolutely. Um, You're right over there. You're just gonna pop your neck and scare yeah. the hell out of my elbow. Oh, oh God! He needs the Tommy John. No, there's no doubt that they they lost more than they brought in. But there's still 
I think they're still in, in good shape to contend for the wild card spot. That pitching is they always find a way to, to get the most out of their pitching. Um, especially young guys like Drew Pomeranz, Jesse Hahn. Sonny Gray, you know, is, is emerging as a, as a legitimate number one starter. And it doesn't hurt that their home park, was it Odako Coliseum, is that what it's called now? Something like that. Uh, yeah. Everything is um, corporate <laughs> now. Um, it's one of the best pitchers park in the entire um, MLB. Yeah. <laughs> it's the opposite of Coors Field. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, what did, who did they get in return for... Derek Norris, because they traded Derek, Derek Norris. Norris was a trade to Padres. That was a trade to the Padres? Yeah. Because he's a... Oh, Jesse Hahn and R.J. Alvarez. That's right. I okay. Did I not say that trade? We talked about it so much during the offseason. It, I wouldn't blame you if you overlooked it. Oh, I forgot to write it down. Yeah. Totally. Sorry about that. Um, I... I like the trade. I mean, it's involving two good young players that are going to, you know, Norris will bring some pop to, you know, he's taking his bat to that lineup. And if, I'm, there's no, not a real downgrade for Norris because if you can hit him in the old Doc Cole Coliseum, you can hit him pet Cole. Yeah, yeah. We still think he's going to have some power potential moving to the National League. Don't oh, worry yeah. about that. And then, you know, Han, you know, again, he's a young guy that had, you know, for the the time that he was with the big league club, he, you know, he pitched really well, was effective his whole time that he was, you know, with, with the Padres. And I think just being in that rotation, it's going to, uh, he's going to, all, he's going to continue to get better. I really feel like they traded away, like, Star players for more depth. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they... You know, like I said, they replaced all of these losses with major league ready mm-hmm. talent. It's not something... It's it's not a complete... It, it looks like a rebuilding process when you give up Donaldson and Moss. But... It's not a rebuild. It's more like an overhaul. overhaul. Yeah. They're still good. They can still make a run in the playoffs. It's just they just change things up. They move the furniture around, basically. Sure. Um, you ready to go into our categories, my friend? Yeah. yeah. Oh, any burning questions for the East team? No. Can Brett Lowry stay healthy? Uh, well, one of the things Brett Lowry is, he's come out and said the reason – he feels like the reason he's been hurt a lot is because playing on the astral turf-like surface in Toronto. Yeah. So he'll be playing on natural grass in uh, Oakland. So I'm sure he thinks that'll help his knees. So I think he'll play over 100 games this year. Okay. I'll go. I can go high. I think he plays 140 games this year. That's a bold prediction. Is that your bold prediction? I hadn't thought of it, but I'm, I'm going with that. <laughs> okay. Brett Laurie, over 140 games, put it in the book. Yeah. Okay, any more questions? No. Yeah, I don't think I have any. Um, who is your bounce-back candidate? Billy Butler. Oh, Billy Butler. Let me see what he how he was last year. 
why you talk about your love for him. He's uh, well, no, it's not. It's not him. It's his nickname. Country Breakfast. You go look at a picture of Billy Butler, and you'll see why the man is nicknamed Country Breakfast. That is the best nickname in all of sports, in my opinion. All right. You're out there on the ledge, but okay. uh, That's my bold statement. That is the best nickname in all sports. I don't even think it's the best nickname in baseball. (laughs) There are two in the Red Sox I love more than that. Big Poppy, come on. And the Laser Show. Who's the Laser Show? Uh, Dustin Pedroia. Is I've never heard that. Because he just hits his his frozen rope uh, liners. That's why I call him the Laser Show. (laughs) I I think both of those names are better than Country Records. But continue, please. Uh, He he's I mean, you know, he just signed this contract. He got thirty million dollars. After a down year, and again, you know he's he's capable of hitting for power. He's capable mm-hmm. for hitting. He's capable of hitting for average. Yeah, he hit twenty nine home runs in two thousand twelve, and then hit twenty four home runs in two thousand thirteen and fourteen combined. And then, but and look at the lineup he was with. He was with a very promising lineup. Mm-hmm. Gordon, you know, Gordon was the the constant. He was always he hit he's hit very well, but you had guys like Mustakas and Hosmer who were you know they were going to rely heavily on those the production of the, between those two players, and they haven't really lived up to that hype. And so he hit he hit for average and power in a lineup before they got there, and then they got there. And his production went down. So I think he's he's going to a I think a better lineup overall, uh, and he'll he'll get better pitches to hit. Okay, I'm, as long as they don't play him at first base. Yeah. Oh no, the, he's one of the worst defenses. He, he has to stay first base the without a doubt. <laughs> um, but you know what? I, I will concede that while because of the stadium, the power numbers will probably. Stay pretty low. Over uh, under eighteen and a half home runs. I'll say under. I'll say about seventeen. Mm-hmm. But again, if he can drive in a hundred runs and hit, you know, three fifteen, man, that's I'll take that any day. Okay. Um, I'm trying to look and see. And this is this is a team that. Predicates itself on statistics, statistical analysis. You, on you have to imagine. Defense, yeah. You have to imagine that they're that they're going to build a lineup, as always, that includes guys getting on base. And if the more guys are on base, the more chances he'll have to drive home guys. And more importantly, they'll tell Billy leave that glove at home because you'll never use it. <laughs> yeah. uh, the guy I'm picking is Josh Reddick. Ah, uh, okay. Um, last year he only played 109 games because of injuries, 12 home runs, 264 batting average. I think he can approach what he did in 2012, 242 average. It should be a little bit better. I think he can hit 260, but he hit 32 home runs. Yep. And I think he has the power to go back up to the high 20s, low 30s once again. I think he bounces back. I think he stays relatively healthy this season and plays his regular excellent Outfield defense. Yeah. Uh, regression candidate. Ooh, regression candidate. 
Can I go? I'll go first. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I'm picking. I'm sorry. I lost his name for a minute. Scott Casimir. Okay. Makes sense. I can see that. He was a long time Tampa Bay back when they were the Devil Rays. Um, for some reason, just lost the ability to pitch for a couple of years. Came back with the Skeeters. Made it with Cleveland, I want to say. He was with Cleveland first about three years ago. Yep. And he's been pitching well ever since. And I just feel like if it happened once, it can happen again. And also, he's never, ever since he um he's never been a guy to be healthy. Um, let's see, going back to, since 2007, he pitched 206 innings. 2008, 152. 2009, 147. 2010, 150. And then skip all the way to 2013, we did 158. Last year was as high, 190 innings. I just don't see that happening again. Yeah, I mean, I, clearly they're going to, you know, they'll probably skip him, skip his spot in the rotation. Yeah, they'll you know, keep they, him healthy. Absolutely. So I don't think you'll get the counting numbers that he got last year. Last year, three fifty-five, ERA fifteen and nine. I can see all that drop dropping except the ERA. I see. I can see that going up to around four. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll go with uh, Jesse Chavez. He he really kept it going throughout most of the season. He kind of I think he got fatigued towards the end. Mm-hmm. And started to falter, but uh, there was a while he he kept the his ERA under three. Um, he was getting decent strikeout numbers, but he was he first, you know he started out as a reliever, so and then he made the transition to starter. I think with the the depth that this rotation seems to have, uh, the fact that he is. I think 32 or 33. I think he's a prime candidate to to take a step back. He is 31. 31. Okay. A little younger. Last year was career high at innings pitched. He, he pitched 146 innings. What do you think his career high was before that? Was it 67? His career high was... This is going back in every level. 95... Oh, wow. Back in 2012, Triple A with the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. So he pitched 50 innings more than his career high. And going from 2013 to 2014, he pitched um, 89 innings more. Whew. What a jump. Yeah. Breakout candidate. Breakout candidate. Wow. I want to say... I know who I'm going with. I want to say Drew Pomeranz. He's still a young pitcher. Um, He's getting better and better as he's gone along. And he should be entering the prime... His prime year. He is 26. 26? Okay, he's almost there then. Um... But I think he's he's going to be a big a big part of this rotation. More importantly, he escapes the hell that is Coors Field. Yeah. So I, when he got traded, he probably bowed down and thanked <laughs> the good Lord above. Um, I'm going with the guy with my bold prediction. I'm picking Brett Lowry, just because 
I like I said, he's gonna play 140 games. That's what I predict, and he'll get the counting stats. Yeah. He's also in that group of guys that we talked about. Feels like three, four podcasts in a row. Uh, who you've heard a lot of, who just haven't broken out. Right. You know, injuries, uh, inconsistency. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all played a role in that. I think he breaks out this year. Top ten. Not a little higher. Top five third baseman. The potential, or you think that's going to happen? I think it'll happen. If he stays, as long as he stays healthy and plays 140 plus games, he'll wow. get there. Okay. You got to be bold. <laughs> uh, you gave me breakout. Towel toss player. Sonny Gray. Uh, I think at this point, he is their best player, their best pitcher. And he's slated to be the number one guy. So I think right now, he would have to be the guy. Man, this is kind of difficult because I feel like if they lose a player, they'll easily replace him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I'm going with the guy that wasn't even there last year. I'm going to pick Ben Zobras. Just because of um, his his position and function. You know, he plays second, he can play short, he can play the outfield, he can play basically all over the place. Yeah. Um, right now, he's slated to be the starting second baseman. Um, it's one of those things, if he goes down and they have stuck with Eric Sogard, who hasn't put it together, um, that definitely hurts the second base, but also hurts if anybody else, you know, if Reddick isn't putting it together, if the, um, Marcus Simeon, if he's not ready to take over at shortstop. Mm hmm. Losing Zobris will hurt them at other places. Right. You don't, you don't have that backup plan. So no, I, I can totally see that as well. I, it makes sense. I mean, he was kind of that player as well in Tampa. Tampa, yeah, he was Mister Everywhere. You know, uh, he, if you, I think if um, that team, you know, Tampa. Well, this is this is a towel toss for Tampa because I think they're going to be a, a worse off. A lot worse off than they you know, were last year with them. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, over under for this team, 81 and a half wins. Over. Man, I'm going over too. And, like, I saw that and it, it looks way too low. Unless there's, like, a rash of injuries. No, everybody's – everything that I've seen, everybody is healthy. I think it's just, you know, I think it's the overreaction when you lose guys like Moss and Donaldson who are all-star candidates, if not, you know, bona fide all-stars. Um and an, a uh, what's the best way to describe their rotation? The rotation isn't—it's not old and it's not too young. It's but it's not it's like that sweet spot. Yeah, where, I guess so. Where it's they have some veterans there to show the young guys the ropes, and they have young guys that have potential to be you know aces, ones and twos. Right, and that potential hasn't been fully yeah. seen. So I think that's that plays into account why you know eighty one is is that number that they've been assigned. Yeah, it just seems too low. Um, bold prediction time. I already gave mine, so it's up to you. Bold prediction. Um, I'll say. Looking at that roster, I'll say. In addition to Sonny Gray making the all-star team, mm-hmm. Drew Pomeranz will make the all-star team. All right. He's got the stuff to do it. Yep. Fortune favors the bold. 
Moving on, one of the big movers and shakers in the offseason, the Seattle Mariners. Last year finished 87 and 75. I didn't realize they won that many games. Yeah. Uh, they were in the wild card chase going down to the last week because they only lost, they were behind by one game to the Athletics file. Um, let's go through their additions. One of the biggest things they did sign uh, Kyle Seeger to a seven year, $100 million extension. Good for Kyle Seeger. He's a good player, he's a good third baseman. I think because they play out there in the West Coast, so you don't really watch them too much. Um, I really, I was surprised to see he got that much money. Yeah. I, I you know, typically you think maybe seven years, eighty-five mil. Yeah, I didn't think he, especially from a team that's been that really hasn't spent the money in years like the Mariners. So right. I was surprised. Uh, they went out and signed Nelson Cruz to a four-year, fifty-seven million dollar deal. I like it. I mean, he's clearly getting older. He's already in his, in his mid thirties, but you know, he's he's got he still has plenty of power potential, mm-hmm. and that's something that this lineup desperately needs is another bat, another power hitting bat, a power hitting bat. Now, talking about Nelson Cruz, I ask you a question because we saw this happen last year with um, the second baseman Robbie Cano, yeah. where you know you move over there and the power that ballpark just saps power. If last year he hit, uh, I'm sorry, Cruz hit 40 home runs. What he, was he exactly 40 or was he a little over? Yes, yeah, exactly. exactly 40. So if I put his home runs at, let's go 24 and a half, are you going over or under? <clears throat> I'm still going over. The difference between him and Cano is that Cano was a power hitting second baseman, but he's. But that's not saying much because there's just there aren't a lot of power. There's not a lot of second basemen with any kind of power, mm-hmm. and Cruz is just a power hitter overall. I think he's going to get his home runs wherever he's at. Man. Uh, I mean, you know, you know, his, again, his age, the ballpark, you will see a, decre- a decline, but he's not going to he's not going to go by the way of, of Robinson Robinson Cano who went from you know 29 home runs to Robinson 10. Cano went from uh, starting in 2009 25 home runs 29 28 33 27 14 yeah one of these things is not like the others <laughs> one of these things does not belong man i say 25 and a half correct 24, 24 and a half or yeah. man i'm going under for Cruz Really? You yeah. think it's going to be that bad? I mean, if he still hits 22 home runs, I don't think that's bad, but it's two factors for me. It's the ballpark and his age. Yeah. Man, that that's pretty tough, though. I, I still think he's able to get 30. At least 30. I'm not saying he's going to be cracked, but I just think he's going to be... Well, for him, that is kind of what you're describing. Hey. Right now, we'll go through some projections. Zips, Stever, you fans, they all have them around 27 to 29 home runs. So maybe I'm being a little pessimistic, but this will be the first time in his career that he's going to be at the ballpark that's not a hitter's park because he played in Arlington yep. for most of his career. And then last year, he played um, at Camden Yards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just. How old is Cruz? Cruz he's 34. I can see an adjustment period for like the first six six weeks of the season where he hits like two, three, four home runs, and then after that he just 
you know, after that, he just becomes a force. Mm-hmm. But I would still go under on the home runs. Um, keep on going. Uh, Sashi Irakuma, they picked up his $7 million option for 2015. Uh, J. Happ picked him up for a trade with Toronto. Trade uh, for Seth Smith from the San Diego Padres. A couple of one-year deals. Ricky Weeks. He's still in the league. He signed a one-year deal with the Mariners. And it's an arbitration case. It's Franklin Gutierrez, Tom Wilhelmson, Danny Farquhar, Brad Miller, uh, Jesus Montero, Austin Jackson. Jesus Montero is like, you know how you always hear the spring stories. This guy's in the best shape of his life. Go look up uh, Jesus Montero in 2013 and now. He is literally in the best shape in his life. He's a completely different person. I think he lost like 40 pounds in off season. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, let's go with the losses. Um, Blake Blevin signed with uh, Arizona. They lost Kendry Morales to Kansas City, which we both railed a little bit. Corey Hart signed with Pittsburgh. And Chris DeNorfia signed with Chicago Cubs. I gotta say, they didn't really lose that much. They I mean, did not. You lose Corey Hart, and then but you upgrade with Nelson Cruz, right? I call that a, a plus. Yeah, I think that their their games outweigh with out, the loss. Absolutely, um, I agree. And this is you know that's that's a scary thought because this is a team that's only getting better. It seems, and they are uh, in prime position to to you know keep that momentum going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and win more than 87 games, perhaps. We'll see. All right. Any burning questions? Oops. Uh, no, I mean, I, not really. Because I think I just I just have too, many, too, much, too much expectations on this team already to kind of question, you know, where they're headed. The only thing I question is what are they doing at first base? Uh-huh. Right now, the first baseman is, is Logan Morrison, who had, I believe, one good year with the Mi- Miami Marlins, and that's it. But he tweeted like he had more than one good I mean, he's, <laughs> he's a great follow on Twitter. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you're a great hitter on the field. <laughs> um, so, man, everything else around them is perfect. It seems gr- they have a great rotation, great... Um, Defense hitting, but it's just first base is their weak point. If they really want to go far in the playoffs, they would try to upgrade that during the season. Um, no questions for you, correct? No. All right, who's your bounce back candidate? Bounce back candidate, man. Uh, I'm not gonna say Cano. I think that's too obvious. And he, he still, still had for, a good year last year. He still hits for average. I mean, he didn't give you the home runs you wanted, but still. Yeah. Um, gosh. It's hard to pick a guy when you don't watch the team. Right, and when a team, you know, won, still won 87 games. Mm-hmm. I'm going through right now. Who do I think is going to break out? Hmm. Thinking between Dustin Ackley or Brad Miller, I'll go Logan Morrison. Oh, <gasps> already broke out on Twitter. Yeah, I can't go Logan Morrison because he seems to get hurt every year. So something's got to stick with this guy. 
Mm-hmm. All right. You're going, you're going Lomo. I'm mm-hmm. taking Brad Miller. Okay. He's their young um, shortstop. He's still he's pretty good defensively. Um, you just need to pick it up with the bat. If he hits 260, they'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Especially the way he plays defense. Uh, regression candidate. Cruz is the obvious choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe Iwakuma? Ooh, yes. Yeah, I'll go Iwakuma. How old do you think Iwakuma is? 29? Ooh, I think you are wildly low. He is 33. Really? Remember, he played over in Japan for a lot of years. Oh, that's right. Uh, he's only been in the majors for three years. But he was over in Japan, you know, for the most of his career. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I could that arm could start falling off this year. <laughs> ER, last year's ERA was three point five two. Wouldn't surprise me to see it creep up towards four. <sighs> Mago regression candidate. Again, Nelson Cruz, the obvious choice. I'm going with. Let's make a splash. Regression. Let's go Felix Oh, Hernandez. boy. I knew you were going to say that. I was looking hard, too. Love putting that bad mojo on my fantasy team. You put the bad mojo on mine last podcast. With who? Oh, man. Let me go back because you picked someone to regress. Chris Sale. Thank you. See? Ah. Ah. Ah, you. Wouldn't it be like. Just like baseball, for him to have his worst year when he has the best talents around him. Yeah, no doubt about that. And he went 15-6 and six with a 2.4 ERA. The, I mean, he's going to bounce back. To, Law averages says he's going to bounce you know, back down, back to normal. So that right. ERA is going to be somewhere closer to the 3 than it is the 2. I'm not saying it's gonna, he's going to be you know out of the league okay. <laughs> after next year, but he's going to be... Uh, he he's gonna be what twenty six next year this season, twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty eight. Mm, he'll he's be. Lost. No, I'm sorry. He will be twenty nine on the eighth of April. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, he he's a proud candidate for a regression. He's logged in a lot of innings. He he might be going for Justin Verlander on us. Guy who's pitched a lot of innings when he's young, been dominant, and then. That arm just falls off. Yeah, no, I I hate to agree with you, but yeah, I agree. Breakout candidate. Oh, I think we're going to the same side of the ball on this one. Um, breakout candidate, I think, will be Paxton. You picking James Paxton? I'm picking Taiwan Walker. If they both break out, that's that's. More than Seattle could ask for. That's more enough to handle any Felix Hernandez regression. Absolutely. Um, both of these are young guys, early 20s. Um, just need to get out there and pitch. I think they have definitely have the stuff to um, contend at the major leagues. In a couple of years, they could probably dominate, especially, mm-hmm. man, I'm not sure. I think Walker is supposed to be the better prospect, but I think Paxton has the better control. I feel like, I think... I think I saw that Walker has the better stuff. He just doesn't know yeah. where it's going 100% of the time, which is a problem when you're pitching. Um, towel toss player. Uh, Felix. 
I would say Felix, but I feel like they got the rotation behind him to, to stay at him, to stay at the team if he got hurt. Okay, so who do you think? Oh, is that where you're going? You're going with Felix? Yeah. I'm going with the man they paid all that money to. I'm going with Seeger. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's a good pick, too. My thing about Felix is that he hasn't. Um, the the Justin Verlander syndrome hasn't hit him yet. Correct. So he is still considered a a top pitcher in all of baseball. Um, so I think if you were to lose that guy, and that's that's <laughs> raise a white flag, all is lost. Uh, just almost, it'd be you know, be getting closer to that flag. I just picked uh, Seager because I don't want to be the same as you. We've done that too many times before. Yep. Um, he's a young guy. He's only 27. And he's uh, last year he was great with not only the bat and the glove. Mm-hmm. One of the better de- uh, defensive third baseman. Hit 268, 25 home runs. Um, just basically a force in the middle of that lineup. And if he goes down, then that puts more pressure on Cano and Cruz, Cruz to yeah. perform. I already talked mess about Cruz. I can't, I can't <laughs> figure anymore. Uh, let's go with their over-under, which is 86 and a half wins. Over. That rotation can be, has the potential to be scary. Scary good. Scary good. <laughs> the offense is good enough. There's a world out there where Felix Hernandez is the third option in this rotation <laughs> if it all comes together. Until, uh, until his arm gives out like Verlander's, mm-hmm. We're just burying Verlander right uh, now. Cruz and Cano could, you know, if they were to each, you know, drive in two runs, mm-hmm. uh, every one of his starts, he could very well go 33-0 if he wanted to. Yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> that, you know, with, you know, mm-hmm. um, with the assumption that he would, you know, go 33 starts. Okay. I mean, because... He's still that good, mm-hmm. um, and it's a better line. He's finally hitting a, a pretty good lineup. Eighty-six and a half. I'm pitching, pitching in a pitching, pitching in front of a good line. Yeah. Um, I'm going over as well. I believe this division is going to be a three-headed race between the Mariners, the Angels, and oh, I can't remember the team we just talked about. Athletics. Athletics. Thank you. I really I like the additions they made, even though I've kind of poo pooed him. Nelson Nelson Cruz is still one of the best power hitters in the game right now, and that pitching, you know, it goes four deep. Yeah. So I think they go with more on the way. Yeah, they still got some young guys down there. Yeah. Uh, bold prediction for this team. They win the the division. Really? Because I don't feel that's bold. Because there's a lot of people out there that are picking them to win this division. All right. Uh, bold, division, bold prediction. My bold prediction is Brad Miller hits more home runs than Cano and Cruz. Okay. Um, I'll say Mike Zanino hits 30 home runs this year as a catcher. Because he can catch NDH, mm-hmm. and he hit 22 last year. I think he's primed to, to really 
Uh, Take it to another level. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, let's go to the Texas Rangers. Last year had a p- terrible year with injuries. Been in 67 and 95. Had a terrible year. Last year with injuries is not getting any better this year. Um, go over their additions. Uh, not that much. Resigned Kobe Lewis, one year, $4 million deal. The Lino DeShields picked him in the Rural 5 draft from Houston. It looks like he's made the um, opening day lineup. He or did. opening day team. Yeah. Wow. You know, if he, if he didn't make it, they'd have to give him back to Houston, right? Yeah. That, but, well, I guess, you know, who else is there to start that team? And they, they're just getting decimated. I think they're going to try to make him into a Ben Zobers type where he plays all over the field. Because yeah. right now he's... Um, Looks like he's designated for outfield, but he's played second and a little short while he was in the minors. Yeah, he was drafted as a second baseman. Yeah, yeah. According to this news, just came out today. He secured a roster spot with the Rangers with a twenty-five man roster, so he'll be on the team come opening day. Good for him. Mazeltov, as my people like to say. Um, trade with Milwaukee for Jordano. Uh, I'm sorry, Giovanni Gallardo, mm-hmm. one of your old time buddies. Yeah, from way back in the way, day. Way back when they traded for Carlos Corporan from the Astros. Uh, exercised an $18 million option on Carlos Beltran. I'm sorry, Adrian Beltran. Yeah. Adrian Beltran. It's late, people. We're losing. I'm losing it. 2015, I, I got no problems with that pickup. Uh, a couple of one-year deals. Natalia Feliz, uh, Russ Detweiler, Mitch Moreland, Russ, Ross Ollendorf, Tanner she- Shepard's. Um, Jerickson Profar and Rogne Odor. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you want to talk about? Uh, I guess you could also throw in Prince Fielder. I mean, they're getting him back. Mm-hmm. From a neck injury last yeah. year. Um, <laughs> couldn't, you hope you're getting him back. You hope you're getting the old Prince Fielder, not the Detroit Tigers Prince Fielder. Because <laughs> he wasn't helpful for anybody. Uh, go through their substitutions or subtractions, blah blah blah. Uh, lost Alex Rios to Kansas City, JP Ernsibia, Baltimore. Was he the one that had the little thing with Orbit where they were going back and forth? Yes. All right. Um, let's see. Alexio Gondo signed with Boston. Neil Cotts signed with Milwaukee. And then you can also say they lost you Darvish. You Darvish out for the season with Tommy John surgery. Yep. Jerkson Profar, who was a one-time top prospect in all baseball, much less the organization. And he's done. Yeah, he's out with shoulder. Shoulder, yeah. He's, he, again, he's out for the year. This will be two, the second year in a row he's missed. Yep. Is he done? No. 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 He's still young enough to come back. From a shoulder injury? Um... Let me. I need to look him up. I have to actually search for him because he doesn't. Sh- I don't think he shows up in the Rangers um, stats because he didn't play last year. I mean, he is what twenty three years old. He's going to be twenty three, but I mean, this is second, you know, major shoulder injury. I, mean, I don't see how he's going to be able to throw the ball the same, hit the ball. Yeah, he's having surgery. He had surgery to repair a tear in his labrum. Yeah. He's only 22. 
Man, it's so tough, though. It's so that's still really young, though. I mean, I'm not going to go against a guy who's only 22. I know he's missed two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, only 22? He has a chance to come back and have, I wouldn't say an all-star caliber career, but be good enough to be on the team. Yeah. No, you, you hope you hope he does. Mm-hmm. For sure. I know there are talks that if everything goes right, he might make a September call-up mm-hmm. type deal late in the year. But like, once again, injuries crushing the Rangers. Yeah. Um, any burning questions you have? No, I think the Profar question was... All right, moving to categories. Bounce back. Prince. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that goes without saying. They had him for... How many games did Prince field or play last year? Not many. That's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that's... Prince Fielder. He played 42 games. Gee whiz. Do you know that's more than I thought? <laughs> I thought he was <laughs> yeah. in the 20s. <laughs> But well, he played 42 games before his neck started acting up and he had to sit out. Um, he's definitely their bounce back can't the, the only guy I can see. Unless for some reason Kevin Kuzminov comes back and plays like he did. <laughs> Man, he was on fire until his back made him sit out. 362 yeah. with only two home runs, but still that's a ridiculous bad average for basically a career backup guy. Um so we both agree on that. Regression cannon. Beltre? I mean, he's he's spending, fighting off father time as best as I've seen anybody do it. But father time is going to pull that rope of dope on yeah. Beltre one year <laughs> and knock him out. This could be that year. Let's see, last year, 324 batting average, 19 home runs, 77 RBIs, and still played his normal great defense at third. And how old is he? Oh, 36, I believe? Let me look that up. Sneaky older, do you think? Oh, oh, he will be 36 on April 7th. Well, look at it this way. There's not a lot of 35-year-olds today that... Um, are hitting anywhere near 324. That are DHs. I mean, Victor Martinez is the only one that comes to mind. Yeah. And he's a full-time DH. Um, man, if you had to do that with Adrian Beltre, you lose his glove. And he still might be able to hit 315 home runs, but losing losing that guy at third base where he's basically a vacuum yeah. really hurts you. Um, I agree with you. He's the... Blinking regression candidate. Uh, breakout player. Breakout player. Rugnid, Rugnid Odor. He's got some pop in his bat at second. He's going to, you know, without a doubt, be the second baseman while Profar is out. Oh, man. Can I take that my break, my bounce back player? Sure. Instead of Prince Fielder, instead of Green, I'm thinking Senshu Chu. I choose to choose him. <laughs> he well, he's definitely in need of a bounce back here, especially after that contract that he signed. Can we talk about how ridiculous that was? Stop giving these old people these large, long <laughs> contracts. Yeah, seven years, one hundred and thirty million dollars. 
Read him and weep. For a guy who's not even a power hitter, that's a <laughs> lot of money. He's been below average defensively going on, you know, four years now. High in home runs was 21 in Cincinnati in 2013. And then, you know, last year with the Rangers, he was hurt also. He had, a, I believe, an Achilles or a foot injury where he just didn't have the speed. He only stole three bases. Yeah. Um, last two years before, he had stolen 20 and 21. And the batting average and the on-base percentage, both of them just tumbled last year. He, that's a guy that needs to pick it back up. Um, but sorry, going to a breakout candidate. You have Odor? Yeah. Man, looking through this team, trying to find anything. Man, I did. Oh, I do not like their pitching rotation in the least bit, so I'm staying away from that. Um, man, I'm going to Shields just because I feel like they're just going to have to play him because he's a Rule Five pick. He's going to be on the team the entire year unless he gets hurt. Right. Um. So he'll be out there. Two sixty bad average, forty five steals, something like that. Wow, that's a that's a bold prediction if I've ever heard one. Really? Yeah. For a guy who's never played above Double A. But once again, as an Astro fan, isn't that how it would turn out? Oh yeah, he'd have great years for our one, our rival, quote unquote, uh, or anybody you know, really. Look yeah. at Johan Santana. Yeah, early on. Early on. <laughs> oh, we're we gonna go back and talk about all the players the Astros missed out on because uh, we'll be here for a while. Bobby Abreu. The biggest one is Derek Jeter. Mm-hmm. No, we'll talk, we're talking Rule Five. Oh, talking, I'm, no, I was just talking about. Players they missed out on. Period. Oh yeah, that's that's that all day every day. But yeah. rule five: um, Johan, Abreu, Bobby. Yeah, I think there's a couple other guys. That's a nice project for another day. You yeah. should write on that. Uh, towel, tallest player. I think we're going to the same guy, and the towel's already been tossed. Yeah, is it Prince? No, no. It's got to be Udarish. Oh, okay, yeah. The towel's already been tossed. It is in the ring. Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. This season's already <laughs> dead. By far, their most important player and their best pitcher. Without him, it's, it's all over. Mm-hmm. Are you going Prince? No, I have to agree with you. Yeah. That's right. I believe their, their season's done with. Turn off the lights. The party's over. Um, the over-under, 76 and a half wins. Under. This came out before the Sensu Chu, I mean Sensu Chu, um, the uh, U Darvish news. So we under. under. Yeah, I'm going to under too. Uh, bold prediction. I guess I'm going to take my The Shields one. <laughs> 265 with 45 steals. That's what I'm going mm-hmm. with. Um, I'll, pre- uh, I'll say that Joey Gallo comes up. Ooh, we didn't even talk about him. Yeah. And Beltre goes to third base. I mean, goes to DH, and Gallo is playing third. Third. Man, watch out because he will, he will hit some moon shots. I predict they'll all. They'll, They'll try and find 
they'll try to find spots for him in the outfield, mm-hmm. and he'll hit 20 home runs. Okay. All right. So we're done with everybody except our hometown team. Um, you were asking if you want to take this to part two. What do you think? Uh, we are currently at an hour and 24 minutes. How long do you think we'll talk about the Astros? For another 30 minutes? <laughs> it's possible. That's up to you, bro. You want to do another podcast tomorrow? Sure. All right, then. We'll, we'll, we'll stop here. while yeah. we, um, Because, you know, I think, especially for a Houston team, mm-hmm. we've got to... I think they deserve... They should receive our, you know, um, the most attention yeah, from us. I think what killed what really... I thought we'd be able to talk about them, but the athletics... <laughs> I think all their transactions really killed us. Yeah. And even the Mariners to a certain degree. Oh, and our little rant before about the the morality issue in the sports. Yeah. That took longer than expected. Um, anything else you want to say to the peeps? Oh, as always, thank you for tuning in, for supporting us. Uh, find us on, on iTunes. Find yeah. us on Twitter. At Ant underscore Garcia 288. I will pay you to change your Twitter handle, it's Twitter roll, handle it's before the before the season starts. Because I will change mine <laughs> okay. as soon as we're done with this. Uh, follow me at DQ327. And like always, follow the main site at 288 underscore. Awesome. Catch you guys next time. Uh, we'll promise to be a little more awake because it is like after midnight we're doing this. Yeah. We're good. All right, guys. For Anthony, this is the Quincy. Later, babies. <laughs>